Welcome to the Gaining Control Podcast. At the young age of five, I found myself in the front row of an old country church watching the funeral service of my grandfather. All I could remember from that day was my mother's loud cry, my grandfather's still body in the casket, and the groundkeepers lowering my grandfather's body one crank after another. I was left in total confusion as to why this day has become the event I remember the most of my grandfather. As years passed, I finally understood that my grandfather's death inspired me to encourage others. I started to see death in a whole new way. I began to see the people right in front of me that was living but actually dying. I saw people dying to their decisions, problems, pain, poor habits, and much more. I asked myself, how can I help? What do others need? What's the best way to connect with others and learn their story? And how can I share impactful tips and information to transform other lives? The Gaining Control Podcast was created because I truly believe that you can gain control of your life and live your best life. I'm looking forward to the journey we're about to embark on. I believe this is the time for you to start gaining control. It's that time again. Welcome back to the Gaining Control Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Corley. Hey, today's episode is an episode that I've been waiting to do for a long time. I have a good friend, a brother, the inspiration to why I even started the Gaining Control Podcast here today. And this episode is not only going to change your life, but it's going to give you the tools that's going to challenge you for years to come. And so I'm excited about this episode. I know you're excited about this episode. And so I just want to say a welcome to my brother, my friend, Marcus Black, the creator and host of the Vitalized Project. What up? What up? What's up, bro? What up, everybody? All you guys in the gaining control community. Thank you for allowing me to participate today. Uh, as Travis mentioned before, I am the friendly neighborhood host of the Vitalize podcast, and I'm excited to be here with you guys, man. And I actually get asked to do a lot of these, and a lot of times it's hard, you know, just life is moving, busy, but this one was a no-brainer, and that's because in life, one of the most important decisions or things you can do is to choose to surround yourself with like-minded individuals, with people who are on the same trajectory as you, who have the same values as you, who have the same hustle, the same grind, and can think forward. And so when Travis asked, it was a no-brainer. When we met, I mean, from it didn't take long. You guys listen, you know. It don't take long to listen to him, to hear the wealth of wisdom and all of the know-how and the tools that are coming from him. So I'm excited that I get to be here with you guys, excited that I get to connect, excited to just be a part of the Gaining Control community. I'm a huge fan, a huge supporter, and, and we inspire each other, and that's what life is about. Is So make sure you're finding those people who sharpen you, who make you better, who make you want to grow, who make you want to go get it. Um, as far as just a little background about me. I was born in Memphis, Tennessee, so I'm a southern product of uh, from the heart of the South. I grew up in Mississippi, raised there with my family before eventually heading out to Texas to college, two-year school, where I met my beautiful wife of eight years. 
Got two little kids, six-year-old and a three-year-old, so they definitely keep me on my toes running all over the place. And then we wound up transferring to Oklahoma Christian University before the kids, before we got married. That's where we graduated from, and then we've been here ever since. So um, met Travis uh, through church and just in the community doing work. We've served together. We've worked together. We encourage each other. We inspire each other. So this is a treat not only for you, but for me as well. Man, so... And like I said, it's it's great to have you on this show. Um, and, and the one thing that a lot of people don't know um, about when it comes down to having certain type of people in your life. On the last episode, one of my tips was for people to take at the beginning of 2021, especially coming out of a rough 2020, is evaluate your circle of influence. And that's the positive and the negative people. I think sometimes when we say evaluate your circle of influence, we think more negative. But you have to evaluate the positive people because sometimes people don't supposed to go to the next level with you. They got you to a certain point, and, and so it's for you to go on to connect with other people. But one thing I noticed about our relationship, one thing I noticed about the podcast and space content creators is that you're always constantly renewing yourself. And so for us, we always get that renewal through our brand. But there's a lot of people that don't get a renewal in life they don't get the excitement that we get through the content we create and through listening and influencing one another and so to those people that's looking to be renewed what would you say is a tip that they should start off with man that's incredible i would right off the bat i would just say evaluation man you gotta always be evaluating it's like what travis just said you know (laughs) circle got smaller everybody can't go in the words of nipsey himself and you got to be evaluating those people around you so i i look at life and i one of the things i tell the people i coach is in life you have fountains and drains those can be relationships those can be your job your career those can be your fitness level your health your everything around you is a fountain or a drain and let me explain now a fountain is something what do fountains do they just pour out all day pour out pour out pour out pour out what do drains do They suck up everything the fountain is pouring out. So when I say everything is a fountain or a drain, it's either pouring into you or sucking the life out of you. So you have to ask yourself. So like you might not have a podcast. You might not be a content creator. It doesn't matter. Is your job giving you life or sucking the life away from you? And that's something you have to evaluate because if it's taking life away from you, you have to figure out how to change it. That doesn't mean (laughs) I will never tell you to just go and quit your job tomorrow we gotta be wise what i will tell you is it's grind time you can free yourself you just gotta buy your freedom either you gotta save enough or you gotta earn enough or you find a way to make money doing whatever you love because it's possible you just gotta be a student of it and willing to go get it and all of that starts with evaluation so it starts with you evaluating your circle you evaluating your people your influences what are you reading what are you watching what are you taking in what are you doing what your job your career your passions your hobbies are you every time you get off work is it just vegging out on the couch and netflix and chilling yourself to sleep or you find it you can i mean travis no we both do we text each other at 1 a.m sometimes we like bruh what are you doing up same thing researching i'm trying to figure out all right i'll get booked for this engagement how do i grow this how do i finish my second book how do i market this better so 
instead of me Netflix and chilling all night or video games or whatever it is out or people going out on the weekends, just drinking, turning up, smoking, like just doing whatever it is that you're doing that's killing your time and your drive. You got to evaluate that and ask yourself, is it adding life or is it taking, subtracting? And you got to make a choice. Right, 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 bro. And I, and I agree with you because there's so many times in life that I've allowed myself to to leave from under the positive influence of somebody pouring into me. And I remember when we first connected about not only content creation, but moving into the space. We both was giving a lot of our time heavily into the church. And, and, and although we love our relationship with the Lord, and although we appreciate our time in the church, we both moved from under that umbrella to, to broaden our ourselves to take our gifts into a level that we knew today that we saw six years, seven years ago. And so now that we're at this point and, and we had the opportunity to be fountains in each other's lives, I wanted to mention this right here. Marcus has a book called Asleep at the Wheel where he's actually serving you as from that role of being a fountain where he's pouring out not only gems, but he's pouring out uh, stories from his life. He's pouring out his truth, his authenticity. And, and so that book is about taking back control of your life. And so what's a more fitting episode than starting off 2021 with taking back control of your life after coming from a pandemic, after coming from what 2020 was for everybody? I think we all need to refresh ourselves. We all need to take back control of some part of your life. And so I just want to let Marcus kind of give insight to what a sleep at the wheel, taking back control of your life is all about. Man, it's uh it's so you know interesting that you ask because I know we were talking before and you even asked, like, where does that even come from? Where did, where does the title come from? And and it comes from this. Uh it stems from a story, a real life story in my life where I fell asleep at the wheel on the highway. 75 miles per hour and in that moment I could think of 75 ways that I could coulda shoulda woulda been dead but I didn't I'm still here right and then I started thinking like yo like how did that happen and the the the, the thought or the reality hit me that nobody plans to fall asleep at the wheel nobody plans to go to sleep on their life Nobody plans to get divorced the same day that they sign up to be married, the same day they get engaged. Nobody's like, okay, we're going to do this for a year and then we're going to get a divorce. Nobody plans that. You can't foreshadow that stuff. Nobody plans to just give up on their goals, their dreams, their passions, and get stuck in a dead-end career with no lid where there's no growth and no forward mobility. Nobody plans that. It just happens. And so throw, through the years from my role as a pastor or my role as a mentor, my role as a, just a friend to a lot of people, I've had people that want to talk and share their problems with me. And a lot of times I noticed as they were sharing, it stemmed back to a couple of things. And everybody was literally saying the same thing. It's like, I just feel empty. I just can't, don't feel like going on. I have no drive. I have no zeal. I, I just feel like things didn't pan out the way I thought they would. And I don't even know what happened. I'm just unhappy. And I'm like, I just want to take everything inside of me and shake them and wake them up and be like, yo, you got breath in your lungs. You got blood in your veins. You are here. And as long as you are here, you can still move. You can still grow. You can still win. It's like 
I get so passionate about it because I, I felt like all so many people around me were just walking dead. And so I felt it in my heart. Okay. You got to create something. Well, years ago, like Travis mentioned, the word hit me vitalized. I didn't even really know what it meant or what it was going to become, what it means to give life. And so I've decided that everything around me, I'm going to give life to. I'm literally going to wake up the world. I'm going to shake up anybody who's in my world who comes into contact with me. I'm going to shake you up. I'm going to wake you up. I'm going to pour life. I'm going to give life. I'm going to give love. I'm going to give passion. All gas, no brakes, because that's what it's all about for me. That is my passion. That is my purpose. So the, the title, Asleep at the Wheel and Taking Back Control of Your Life, came for like so many people who feel who struggle with purpose. What is purpose? How do I find it? How do I get to it? What do I really want out of this life? I'm unhappy. I'm stuck. I, I just feel stagnant. And I was like, okay, let me help you take back control of the wheel. This is your wake-up call. Man, I've actually read the book twice myself. Um, and the first time I read through it, I read through it as like a friend and a support. And so I didn't catch all the gems that was in the book because I read it through more so like, man, Marcus finally wrote that book. Let me check Marcus out. It was like strolling through Instagram the first time. But I caught a few gems that told me, hey, you know what? You need to go back and take notes over this book as if it's when I was like early in the grind and I didn't have no money and I used to go in Barnes and Nobles in 2013 to 2015 and I used to just read everybody book for free and take notes. And and so I, I treated your book like that. And I caught so many gems out of that book that I've personally have encouraged people to buy the book because I knew that so many people are asleep at the wheel. And now as they're starting to wake up, they're trying to take back control of their life and so as we're on the Gaining Control podcast and then the book subtitle is Taking Back Control of Your Life, I want to kind of stay in that space for a little bit on what it means to actually take back control and what is like that, what happens to you when you take back control of your life? Man, it's a great question again. And man, first of all, I appreciate you supporting the book and even reading it. You know, that's that's huge. And I think there's so many nuggets out in the world, man. I, I know uh, we're not even talking about this right now, but mentorship is big. You want to change your life. Mentorship is huge. And people are like, well, I can't afford a coach or I can't afford a mentor. Man, you heard what this man said going to Barnes & Noble. Like, you don't even have to have bread. You don't have to have money. You just got to have a willingness, a desire, and a heart to learn. And you can people can mentor. You can be mentored by the top people in the world and whatever your industry is in the in a book in that process right uh but as far as man taking back control it's like this it starts with you identifying what you want most i feel like so many people have a moving target for what they want in their life you don't even know what you want and it's like oh, i know what i want i want to be successful i want to have some money like okay everybody want that that's a, like what do you really want if you could wake up tomorrow and have your optimal ideal day, your optimal ideal life, what would it look like? What would you be doing? What would you be doing with your time? How would you be spending? Because you're, you're, if 2020 didn't teach us nothing else, life is not unlimited. Your time is ticking. Your clock is counting down. You're not adding no time to your life. 
So you got to move with urgency. It's not like, oh, I got time. It doesn't matter if you're young or if you're older. Like, we all got to move with urgency because it doesn't matter how what your physical age is. Tomorrow could be any of our last day, God forbid, but it could be. So then you got to ask yourself, you got to put a real target on the wall. And when you figure out what you want in your life, now you got a map. Now you ain't just shooting from the hip. You got a focused aim of, okay, now I know where I'm trying to get to. Now I know what I, what steps I need to take. But knowing what you want is not enough because some people can tell you exactly what they want. <laughs> the house they want, exactly what's in it, all the materials it's made out of, the marriage they want, the kids, the city, the town, the neighborhood. They can tell you everything they want. And that's cool. But you also got to know why you want what you want because what is what your, is that thing that takes you the direction where you're going but the wiser drive it's what drives you it's what keeps you going on those days when you wake up and you're not feeling it on those days where you tire on those days where you feel like giving up on those days where you feel like quitting on those days where you don't feel like you're making any forward progress the why is what's going to literally remind you you got to visit this every day and so we are in this content creation space and making podcasts and videos and connecting. And that's a lot. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of energy. It's a lot of effort. And it's not always an immediate return. We've got to ask ourselves why we're doing this. And it's to impact, impact, impact. And that keeps us focused and pre- pressing on. Yeah, I find it interesting that you you talked about what you want and why you want it. And, and something that I've seen that energized me to even get to the point of starting gaining control and building this brand was because I saw so many people that were so stuck on what they didn't want. And they put all their focus, all their attention, all their energy on the things they didn't want. And they failed to realize those, that attention you put towards everything you don't want is what's driving you to receive those very things. What's causing you to lose control. What's causing you to fall asleep at the wheel. What's causing you to drift off in your life. And then one day you wake up, whether it's six months, a year, two years, five years, 10 years down the road, you find yourself in some location that you never put in a GPS. You find yourself just lost in this world. You find yourself lost in life. You find yourself wanting to give up. And so I know inside of the book that there was a lot of practical things that you put inside of the book. And so one thing that I, I want to ask you because I know people really need this, especially like we've been talking about coming out of 2020 is while we're dealing with adverse times, while we find ourselves stuck, what is a practical step you would give people to help them to start coming out of the current adversity that's holding them back? So I, I would say if you can go in detail on kind of from your story when you was asleep at the wheel, on what was some of the steps you started to take immediately after that? Yeah, man. Um, here's the thing. When you're asleep, you don't even know you're asleep a lot of times. And so you desperately need a wake up call. And I know for me, once I got my wake up call, which was a separate accident, you'd be like, dang, how many accidents is two had? I, I had a second accident. And this one, I wasn't driving, but we were moving at a swift pace and we flew off the highway. It's big, dramatic crescendo of a story. I tell it in the book. I tell it several places. 
So I'll, I'll spare you that right now. But at the end of that, I walked away and I wasn't supposed to. I'm not even supposed to be alive. And so that led me into this season of this pilgrimage. Now, this is where I had a choice to make. So the first thing you got to do is make a choice. So when you are asleep and you become awakened for whatever reason, whether somebody wakes you up, life can wake you up, you get startled, all types of different things can wake you up. Maybe you just wake up one day and realize this ain't it. I don't know what it is, but this life that I'm living, this is not it. And when you get to that point and you know that everything inside of you desperately wants a change, you can choose to just let it happen to you, which is what most people do. If I'm honest, I did. I've done that for a while. You just let it go. You just let go. You get tired of fighting. You get tired of the energy and effort. You feel like you're going nowhere fast and you just let go. And that just leads to you literally not living, just leads to further unhappiness. But if you really want to take back control of your life, you got to make the choice to say, okay, I can't control anything that happened prior to this moment, but I can control what I'm about to do with what's already happened with all the cards I've been dealt with all the experiences I've had. I can only control me and how I move forward from this point. And so once you make that choice, then you start looking at it. The first thing I would tell you is after you've made the choice that you're in this for the long haul and you're going to fight for your own life is you got to look at your life and, and accept the real, accept reality. Because sometimes that's a hard pill to swallow when you start talking about deep, heavy stuff. I'm talking dark stuff. Like a, there's a lot of people in this world, men and women alike, who've been molested as children. Like, how could anybody take the innocence of a child and you live with that grief or like just extreme accidents or losing a loved one, a parent, a child, a sibling to a disease, to cancer, maybe even worse, an egregious crime or murder. Like the first thing you have to do, because it's easy to lose yourself in all the grief and all the hurt and all the pain. You just got to accept that it is what it is. One of the things I talk about very openly is my relationship with my father, who's one of my biggest supporters now, but that wasn't always the case. He was trying so desperately to tear me down the majority of my life. He would uh, yell obscenities, curse. I mean, he struggled with alcoholism and all of these things, right? And I could sit here and I could cry about it. Like, oh, I didn't have nobody to teach me how to be a man, how to be a leader, all this stuff. Or the very person that I should be able to go to for support to build me as a man is the primary person tearing me down. I could do that. But I'm like, I can't change that. And I'm not going to waste time and energy focused on the problem. Because when you do that, what do you get? Your perspective is everything. It's a powerful thing. If all you focus on is what can go wrong and what is wrong and all the sadness and all the pain and you lay in that, then that's what you're going to get is more of the same. You're not going to get a change. But if you just accept that it is what it is, he was what he was. And I can't do nothing about that. And I'm not also not going to make an excuse for me as a dad to say, well, I didn't have the greatest example. So whatever I'm doing better than him. No, nah, man, that ain't no excuse. I got to do what I'm supposed to do and go above and beyond as a dad for my boys. Not because I want an award or not because of an accolade or cause that's what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> so I say all of that to say this, once you have accepted the reality of what is, the reality of your pain, the reality of your circumstance, the reality that somebody else may have even caused your circumstance. Once you accept that, 
then you can start the process of healing and the process of moving forward because that can no longer control you or define you. That is now in your past. That is now behind your head. Now you're good to go. From that point on, it's literally about, okay, who am I? What do I like? What do I even love? Understand that you're not defined by any of those experience. You're not, that doesn't define you. You're not a bad person because you made a mistake. Maybe I know people that I'm close to or people I mentor that I got felonies and made horrible decisions 10, 20 years ago and they still beat themselves up. I'm like, man, you're not the same person. I'm not the same person I was last week. You're definitely not the same person you were 20 years ago. You grow, you learn, you evolve. And as you evolve, as you grow, as you learn, you continue to build blocks and you get better, right? You get better, you grow. And so I'm speaking directly to your heart right now from a place of struggle because the biggest part of this process of really taking back control is understanding that a lot happened to you that you may not have had no control over. Sometimes you did. Sometimes you put yourself in a position, but accepting that it is what it is and then learning that you're not defined by your past choices, your past decisions, or what happened to you. Once you put that in your rearview mirror, then it's time for the soul work. And the soul work is literally like just looking at yourself and saying, who am I? And not allowing external circumstances to define who you are, but you saying and dictating who you are. And we're talking practical affirmations. Like in order for me to defeat the voice of the devil through my dad telling me I'm nothing, I'm a nobody, I'm a dunce, I'm an idiot, I'm never going to be nothing, I'm never going to amount to nothing. I had to tell myself a new story. I had to look myself in the mirror, which felt like lying to myself at the time and tell me that I'm going to tell myself that I'm a warrior, that I'm a champion, that I'm a world changer. That my voice matters and it's going to impact many hearts and lives. When I first started saying that stuff, number one, it felt ridiculous. Number two, I didn't believe it. But guess what? Over time, I started to believe it. So you get to determine and dictate who you are. Nobody else does. So you need to create some affirmations that are specific to your life, your circumstance, and tell yourself who you are. Redefine you because only you get to say so and who you are. One one thing that I, I get out of all of that is this it's the C words you mentioned that that really captured me because it's it's the precedence of what gaining control podcast and, and that word was choices. And and so with the gaining control podcast, it was created literally to help you, to inspire you and to encourage you to make greater decisions which leads to positive outcomes so you can live a fulfilled life. And I know how valuable choices are but I also know how how much people struggle with making the right choice. I know people struggle with um, what choice I supposed to make first. And I know people struggle with the idea in general of taking control of their life through their decision making. And, and, and it's crazy that all of life come down to is your decisions. And, and imagine when you was driving in a car and you're driving home, imagine a series of choices you had to make before you got to the point of falling asleep at the wheel. And I want you to kind of go into that story, and I want you to go into the choices you made before you got into the, before you got into the road to go home, and why <laughs> did you make those choices? Yeah, so when I fell asleep at the wheel, first of all, <laughs> um, it happened on a Thursday. Look at me sound like a movie. But 
prior to that, this was the week of Thanksgiving, and my school did this huge thing. They called it lectureship. It was people come from all over the country. So it was a big deal. And so I literally probably went about 48 hours with like an hour of sleep. Like I had no sleep. So it was like Tuesday night. Uh, I was up till like 3 a.m., woke back up at 5 a.m. the next day. And so from 5 a.m., I had engagements after engagement after engagement because I'm the president of SGA. I'm the president of all these organizations. So I'm visual. I'm out here. I'm moving. I'm shaking all day long. I'm from just running, ripping and running, ripping and running. The last event of the night ended around 10 p.m. on that Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Well, I'm thinking... My mom was like, maybe you should just get up and come home tomorrow morning. You get here about, come on, you know how we do. By the time the food is done, I'll be pulling up at the house. But you know me, you want to be hard-headed. I'm like, no, nah, I prefer to drive at night because, you know, there's no traffic on the road. Just me and the 18-wheelers, and they get out the way, and I can move faster. And I just like uh, the absence of traffic that comes with driving at night. I had done it a hundred times before. So I'm like, cool, I'm out to head to the crib. And... <laughs> But before I got on the road, keep in mind, I'm, I'm working on one and a half, two hours of sleep at this point in the last two days. And it's like 10 p.m. Well, my friends is hanging around and they hear from New York and Cali and Florida and all over the place. So I'm like, I'm kicking it with the homies. We out laughing, playing, having a good time from 10 to 11, 11 to 12. I finally, you know, say, well, it's probably time for me to get on the road. I go throw my stuff in the trash bag because that's how you pack when you're in college. <laughs> threw my clothes in a trash bag that I would take home and wash them when I got home, right? And, um, yeah, I got on the road at like 1 a.m. and <laughs> started driving, which probably wasn't the wisest decision to make. <laughs> and I drove all night and, you know, woke up. I mean, I say woke up. I drove all night till about, you know, 5, 6 a.m., just as the sun is about to come out. And that's when it happened. And when I say it, I have no idea what happened all i know is i open my eyes and see a guardrail right in front of me and i'm like literally thinking i'm about to die like how did i fall asleep my whole car drifted off the whole highway and i'm fighting for my life i have been punching myself in the head because i felt myself fading i felt it but i couldn't do nothing about it uh but i just tried to keep fighting and pressing through which also probably wasn't the wisest choice and almost wound up giving my life away Man, it's funny you bring up that story because every time I, I think about that story, I think about how much I get on the road and I drive. I think about how prideful I get sometimes. And, and I used to make drives um, with no sleep, um, Pepsi, soda. And what was crazy was I just drove back up to Oklahoma um, over the last two days uh, because once I attended, I attended one of my closest friends that I grew up with, um, their wedding. And... I thought I was going to leave the wedding at like 10, but I ended up leaving at like one. Um, after the reception, I helped um, with the family and spoke with some more people that I met there at the wedding. And so, like you said, that 10 lead to 11, 11 to 12. And if you're anything like Marcus and myself, we talk a ton, um, but we also talk for a purpose. Um, we always inspire people like our purpose is with us everywhere we go. So I'm engaging in all this conversation with all these people, and then I find myself getting on the road. And I find myself speeding to get home because I can feel the tiredness coming on. And I remember in that moment I sat down 
as I got back home and I pulled up into the driveway of my mother's home, and I remember saying to myself, that could have been deadly. And everything that I was responsible for on earth, like especially having a daughter, especially being a husband, being a son, uh, being an a encourager, being a podcast host, being the person that I am, all was going down a drain because one decision. And, and I know a lot of people make one decision. Like life loses its control from one decision and that one decision go into a series of decisions. And so what would you say to people that find themselves making terrible decision after terrible decision after terrible decision and is leading them into this into this guardrail it's, it's it's positioning them to eventually even fall over the guardrail crash into the guardrail or it's causing them to really slam on brakes in life so what would you just say to them in this moment to get them to make a decision that keeps them on a roll and keeps them going forward in life man incredible power of choice is everything so uh, in my research I did I think it said the average person makes about 35,000 choices today and your life that you live is literally directly correlated to or dictated by the choices that you make so if you find yourself in that cycle where you've been making bad choice after bad choice after bad choice then you gotta pause so one of the things Travis mentioned in his story like he he was telling me that he got off the highway. He didn't make the choice like me to keep doing the same thing, fighting myself, and then eventually fall asleep. He exited the highway and took a 30-minute nap. That is the equivalent in this life of you pausing, taking just a minute to stop. Okay, I'm running here. I'm running there. I'm doing all of this stuff with all these people. Pause. Give yourself a minute to think Think about your actions. Because when you make a bad choice, you know it after the fact. You know it when you're about to do it. But you're so caught up in the hustle and bustle, you don't ever stop. Stop and evaluate your choices. And the question you got to ask is, because remember, when you know what you want, you know where you're going, right? So you know what you want, you know where you're going. Well, a question you got to ask yourself before you make a choice is, is this decision going to get me closer to or further away from what I want most in this life. That makes your decisions easy. I know for a fact what I want to do is just be an influencer and teach people and give life to people and motivate people, encourage, inspire. And if I go out here and just be a jerk, beat up somebody, beat up my wife, or just do something stupid, come on, man. Get, let my anger get the best of me. Let lust get the best of me while I'm on the road. Any of that stuff, any of those choices, I'm asking myself, I'm not telling you something that I don't do myself. Is this choice going to get me closer to or further away from my overall what I want to do and what I want my life to reflect? And so first step, you got to know what you want, because when you do, you can ask yourself that question. And if your goal or your what in life is to be generous, you want to break generational curses of poverty. So you want to build a legacy of your, for your kids and you want to build financial stability and freedom for your family and those around you, is you going and buying a bottle every weekend going to get you closer to or further from that goal? Is you going to the club, even though you got in free, 
but buying whatever drinks and going out to eat and doing all of this stuff, making these choices. Is you having all the J's? Is you, come on, man. Like make it practical. Are those choices going to get you closer to or further away from what you want most in this life? And that is how you change your process of decision-making and the choices you make, even in the moment. Yeah, cause it, it, it's, it's crazy that that a lot of people find themselves um, suffering the consequences of poor decision-making. And when they get those consequences and they have to deal with those consequences, they find themselves moving on to regret. Um, some people find themselves moving on to suicide, drugs, um, some people find themselves moving to emotional eating, emotional sex. Um, they find themselves making all these decisions to combat the pain or the frustration and the anger that they they receive from other poor decisions that they made. And, and so the whole goal of this episode of taking back control of your life is to get you to start making the decisions that's going to drive you, that's going to partner you connect you to the very things you desire in life and so if there's anything that we want you to take out of this episode we want you to take the understanding that you must focus on making better quality decisions in order for you to live your life and so there's a quote that uh marcus says all the time on his podcast and that quote is is three words he says because you can and so I'm going to let Marcus kind of go into his spiel of why he says that quote and what that quote would mean to you. Because I know if you take this quote and you start to plot the stuff that he's about to say, I know for sure you're not only going to have the keys to changing your life, but you're going to have a reminder every day because his voice will stick in your mind as to why you can make a better choice in life to live a better life. Man. Oh my goodness. That that's everything to me. So when you ask me, you know, of course my name is Marcus, but my alias or my, my speaker name is M black speaks. And, uh, even within my logo, there's three pillars that I stand upon with M black speaks. And that's inspiration, motivation. And the third is affirmation. The greatest affirmation being you can, and that came, that was personal to me. It, it, I didn't choose it. It chose me because one day I had got on a roll and I was talking and I was on a stream and I was spitting my heart and I just let it out. It flew out and it felt good. It felt so normal. And I, I realized from that moment that so many people had told me in my life what I can't do. You can't do that. Oh, you can't do that. And, you know, I'm a young black man from urban environments and it's like oh well you're not supposed to be into you're not you can't be an author you're supposed to be a football player you know it's like your whole life somebody's telling you what you can and what you can't do and most of the time telling you what you can you can't do this or you can't do that or you can't go here or you can't go there or that's not for people like you or you're not good enough or you're not smart enough or you don't have what it takes or you're too big or you're too small you're just a failure you're such a mistake you shouldn't even be i mean come on now i don't care who you are every single one of you listening to the sound of my voice has heard one of those in your life from somewhere you had an abusive relationship. You heard it from the people you love the most, hurting you the most. 
And so when I spit that out, it was the affirmation of, nah, I don't care who said, they don't get to dictate what I can and what I can't do. I'm saying I can, and I'm telling you, you can. They, whoever they is in your life, don't get to tell you what you can and what you cannot do. They don't get to tell you that you don't have what it takes. They don't get to tell you that you don't have enough. They don't get to tell you that you're not good enough. They don't get to determine or dictate your life only you can do that and it starts by making the best choice is what we've been saying so what is the choice you got to make get you some accountability immediately accountability is somebody that's going to be there to literally check in with you on the process whether that's upward that's a mentor that is somebody that's side by side that you sharpening each other and you hold them accountable too but that's something that Travis and I have done. We talk about releasing projects and releasing merchandise and shirts and all this different stuff and be like, hey, all right. I remember when he was about to drop a shirt. I'm like, bro, you got two days. Like, what you going to do? And he did it. And it was successful. You need somebody that is in your corner that's going to hold you accountable because when you have that and they're a fountain, they're not a drain. They're not taking from you. They're not tearing you down now. You have created for yourself a life-giving circle, and now you get to make the choice to live your life. But not only live it, you get to make the choice to love it. Love the life that you live, and I always say, because you can. You don't need another reason. You don't need an excuse. You don't need nothing else to make you get up and go get your dreams other than knowing the fact that you can. Hey, Marcus, man, I know a lot of people is going to take that that last line and they're going to not only think on it, but they're going to recite it in their head more than often because we don't get to understand what living and loving your life really is. We find ourselves in this trance of just trying to live so we try to make the best decision to live or we try to make the decision that we think is positioning us to live but we don't really live and so when marcus talks about because you can he's talking about because you can vitalize your life he's telling you that you can live a better life you can make better decisions and so just like me with the gaining control podcast marcus is helping people do that very thing with the vitalized project and you can stream that podcast on apple google spotify anchor and uh, multiple other sites as well also go to amazon Buy the book, Asleep at the Wheel, Taking Back Control of Your Life. And lastly, hit Marcus up on all social media sites. And so I'm going to let him uh, communicate to you his exact handle names and where would he like to connect with you. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. First of all, again, thank you all for having me. Thank you for letting me be a part of this community for today. Thank you for letting me just hang, man, and share life. I'm so passionate about giving my life away and pouring into all those around me. I want to be a fountain for you. So shout out to you, bro. Uh, one thing I would say is 
um if you want to find me m black speaks that's it on twitter the best place is instagram at m black speaks also tiktok at m black speaks and clubhouse that's a new one for your iphone users at m black speaks and then the website is mblackspeaks.com so check me out man i appreciate the love and i appreciate the gain and control family Hey, as I end every episode, I'm going to end this one the same way. I believe in you, but you have to believe in you to live your best life. To receive updates and additional content from the Gain and Control Podcast, connect with us at Gain and Control Podcast at gmail.com and connect with me personally at Travis K. Corley on all social media sites. Lastly, we want to hear from you. Share with us your personal story. Please email us at gainandcontrolstories at gmail.com.